You are listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast, and this is episode 94, your week two recap. It is weeks like week two that we have to take a deep breath, take a step back, take another deep breath, and really have a heart-to-heart with ourselves. We have to remind ourselves that it's just a game. We have to remind ourselves that we are watching grown men get paid ridiculous sums of money to play a silly game, and we are just spectators. Our team will win some, and they will lose some, and some of those losses make you want to hurt puppies. But we can't do that. We can't hurt the puppies. At the end of the day, we have to bounce back like the athletes do. They move right on to the next week like nothing happened. We have to do that too. I'm the guiltiest of the guilty when it comes to letting a loss affect me in the worst ways. So we are all in this together, trust me. That being said though, let's go yell at some clouds, shall we? Let's roll. Common Ground Football Podcast. Our week two recap is here, episode number 94. I'm Brian McLaughlin. I am your host. And I'm going to try my best to stay in the best mood possible because, you know, it wasn't a great week for my Seahawks. It was, was not. Uh, we are going to have ourselves a hopefully a fantastic little podcast episode here. We're going to go through week two. Take a zoom around the NFC West and see how the rest of the teams did in the division. Uh, there's some games that stood out in week two that I want to just quickly touch on. I'm going to go over some power rankings because why not? And then we're going to recap what was uh, a really, really special week for the uh, home team Seattle Seahawks. So uh, awesome. Bummer. And, uh, some, some, there might be a rant. I don't know. There might, I may not be able to hold it back. You know what I mean? I might, I might lose it. We'll see. Mailbag is back. I did get one question in there. Uh, Dennis from Ohio's question of the week, of course. And then, uh, and then we're out of here. And, um, like we did last week, uh, although it'll be actually on Friday this week, uh, the preview, the preview of week three will actually be released on Friday afternoon. So, two parts two episodes a week for a little while here see how it goes so they're not two hours long and uh, this one might be super short because i am just you know i'm in a special mood when it comes to the uh to my team it is i've always said this i think in the entire time that i've done this podcast whether it was with andrew or when i've been on my own uh i think i've always said that i am thankful that I don't do what uh, others do. There, there are some other pods out there that do like immediate reaction. And although that would be fun and I would do that in a heartbeat, for my own podcast, I think that it's smart that I wait. <laughs> I give myself uh, at least a day. Most of the time it's two because you know they're playing on Sunday before I'm actually at the microphone uh, vomiting out uh, my thoughts because if I did it immediately afterwards I I would have I'd have some issues so kudos to the ones that do that because uh, you guys um, I I couldn't 
<laughs> no friggin' way. I, uh, I, I, I usually have to go take a walk, um, around the neighborhood or, or do something. And that, that's why I had that opening on there because I've had to have a lot of heart to hearts with heart to heart conversations with myself to remember, Hey, it's just a stupid game. Who cares, man? Uh, Dennis from Ohio has always been great with like grounding me and reminding me that that's, it's just a game. You can't, you can't let it, you can't let it bug you. And, uh, that's one of the things I've always, of course, appreciated about that guy. He can bring me back down to earth. So thank you, sir. Uh, all right, let's, let's just get right into it. I don't have a ton to say cause I still haven't found some peeps to do, uh, the NFC West teams. Um, it's a bummer that the Seahawks ended up losing because the rest of the NFC West, well, they just kept on winning. So now you've got uh, 2-0 and for the other three teams, 1-1 one and one for the Seahawks. The Cardinals beat the Vikings 34-33. Uh, to 33. So I call that barely, barely winning. Um, Greg Joseph of the Vikings missed a 37-yard field goal in the final seconds for the Cardinals to actually hold on and win that game. Uh, it was a seesaw type of game, eight lead changes. Um, but at the, in the end, Kyler Murray, he continues to impress, uh, in his third year threw for 400 yards, three touchdowns, ran for a touchdown. He had two, two pretty costly interceptions, but he had another great game and he is, uh, he's kind of fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I've been impressed. I, I got to watch the highlights of that and uh he's he's something else uh you want to say height doesn't matter he's proof so cardinals win uh they face the uh jacksonville jaguars in jacksonville this uh this next week in week three um i guess the one part of that game that kind of scares me is the fact that the vikings are who the seahawks play next and obviously they were able to keep pace with the the cardinals and and I mean, should have won. Missing a 37-yard field goal, that's not great. <laughs> Shouldn't do that, uh, especially when I think he made two longer ones over 50 yards, I think, both of them um, earlier. So uh, Cardinals absolutely should could have lost. But the Vikings, that, that, that makes me a little bit nervous about uh, next week or this upcoming week, I should say. So, uh, But the Cardinals win. They're 2-0. And uh, that's just wonderful. Just wonderful. The Rams went to uh, Indianapolis where the Seahawks were week one, and they beat the Colts 27-24. to uh, Stafford wasn't as sharp as his uh, Rams debut last week, uh, but overall still played really well. His connection, I got to watch this game, so his connection with uh, Cooper Cup is already uh, quite apparent. And... You know, you're always looking for your quarterbacks to have that special connection with at least one of their receivers, kind of like how Russell and Tyler are. And uh, it seems that Cooper Cup is is his guy. And uh, there there were some pretty throws and crazy good catches, and it just seemed like he would go to him all the time. And uh, so if you're if you've got Cup on your fantasy team, good for you. You're looking good. I think I was playing against a team that had him this week and uh hurt me hurt me quite a lot so uh Carson Wentz is uh unfortunately in a walking boot after that game um 
ankle injury. I think there's two ankle injuries. Might be. I don't know. Uh, I feel, again, I kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time, it's like I, I think I've always thought that he's just overhyped and not as good as everyone thinks. And so this is. I don't ever want anybody to get hurt. Never. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, teams keep going after him, keep bringing him in. So I guess there, there's that. Uh, they host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in week three. That'll be a game. Holy crap. Uh, Cardinals have an easy game with Jacksonville just starting off like crap. But Rams, um, well, that could be their first loss right there. That that could be. Um, Niners beat uh, beat Philadelphia, beat the Eagles 17-11. to 11. That's like a weird high-scoring baseball game right there. Um, I, I wasn't able to watch this game at all, but uh, no Trey Lance is what it looks like. He didn't get to play at all. And uh, But Jimmy Graps threw hashtag Jimmy Graps threw a touchdown, ran, uh, ran his own run one in, so used his legs a little bit. And uh, from what I gather in the highlights and reading a bunch of stories about it, it sounds like the story of the game was the Niners' defense, which actually really handcuffed Jalen Hurts after his impressive uh, week one win. So um, I know Dennis from Ohio is, is pumped that his boys got uh, win number two, and they are 2-0. and And uh, they host A.A. Ron and the Green Bay Packers on the Sunday night game in week three. So look out. If it's week one, Aaron Rodgers, y'all yeah, be okay. If it's uh, week two, Aaron Rodgers, uh, oops, could be some problems there. Not sure which AA Ron you're going to get, but uh, hey, impressive, impressive that the other three teams were able to get the win, and you've got three teams in the NFC West uh, sitting at two and zero. I did not check. That's something I should check. Hold on here gonna click over into the standings i did not see how the afc west did um because they were also 4-0 last last week they went two and two this week okay 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 so um yeah best division best division of football nfc west look out i'm telling you what people don't want to believe me but it's true it's true um okay so that's your quick zoom around the NFC West, the rest of the NFC West, and their week two recap. Um, we'll, we'll see how they do in week three, and we'll talk about all their games a little bit more in depth on Friday. Uh, any other games from week two in the NFL that stood out? Uh, I have three that actually kind of stood out to me. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders um, at Pittsburgh. Um actually getting that win 26 to 17 i didn't check if i actually picked them to win because as the game score as the scores were going were happening and i was keeping an eye on them i just remember being surprised that the raiders were winning that game and i thought maybe that i couldn't remember who i picked let me check my picks real quick yeah i picked the steelers to win that game i didn't think that the yeah i didn't think the raiders had had a chance and 76% in the pigskin pick them, uh, 76% picked the Steelers. And so that's the 76% were wrong. Um, so uh, to me, that one stood out a lot. Good for the Raiders. Go down there 2-0. and And um, Carr had another good game. Threw for 382 yards. And 
Um, I think if I remember correctly, listening to good old sports talk radio, uh, Big Ben looked quite old, which is just a real bummer for him. So sad. Uh, the other two, so Kansas City, the Chiefs, at the Baltimore Ravens. This was just a fun game to watch. Uh, the and and the the Ravens, they finally got him. Uh, 36-35. Ravens, uh, they had 12 points the fourth quarter. Chiefs got nothing. And uh, it was just a it's just a crazy game. It was fun to watch. Uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, the story's out on him. Everybody knows that he he he's fantastic. He's fantastic at being able to move around. He's he's threatening when it comes to that because he can do so much with his legs, and he can make the crazy throws. But him just standing in the pocket and and throwing passes sometimes that can be a little inaccurate, and that's that's one of the things they complain about. Um, but he was the leading rusher. Uh, 16 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Mahomes had a good game. Mahomes was good. I mean, they scored 35 points. It, it's just it, in the at the end of the day, the the Ravens they did a little bit more and made for a very very entertaining um, Sunday night game. And then um, the last one, just because I wanted to see what uh, how Aaron did the the Packers. Um, pretty much smashing the Detroit Lions who are just as Dennis from Ohio mentioned they're just a bad football team they're really not good and uh but you know what they're rebuilding that's what they're doing right now so they kind of get a pass on that but it Aaron uh I'm not allowed to call him that it's Aaron um 22 for 27 255 yards four touchdowns I would say that it's comfortable uh to say that he uh had it had a good bounce back game there from from his week one performance so um we'll see what happens in san francisco um i i, I think that'll be a, a good test we'll be able to see more of what this team actually is um but it depends you could get either one so but it's a good bounce back for them and although the game was kind of boring because the packers just did their thing um i love monday night football so I just do. It is what it is. Let's take a quick look at the power rankings for uh, the week that are now adjusted as uh, week two ended. And I am I have not looked at these. I am pulling these up live and seeing uh, what we got. And I'm nervous as can be. I'm sure my Seahawks just absolutely tanked let's start with nfl.com um they flat out their headline week three cardinals raiders rise seahawks slip well no kidding (laughs) all right here we go so this is nfl.com's power rankings uh tampa bay buccaneers still at the top kansas city still at number two uh, up four spots, and yes, I'm reading that correctly from those of you that understood that I was reading wrong uh, last last week. Up four spots to number three is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, down, a, down a spot is, at number four now is the Rams. 
Um, up one to five is the Bills. Up six spots to number six, the Green Bay Packers. And see, that is what a week-to-week thing can do. They were number 12 after week one. And they were number 12 only because they have A.A. Ron and they're the Green Bay Packers. But they did what they did. And boom, there you have it, number six. Number seven is the San Francisco 49ers up two spots. Here you go, Dennis from Ohio. Uh, your Niners are climbing, buddy. Niners are climbing. Um, Cleveland is eight, stays the same. Seahawks drop five spots to number nine and up four spots to number 10, the Cardinals. So um, is every single um, NFC West team, yeah, every single NFC West team, even my Seahawks looking like garbage, uh, is in the top 10 on NFL.com's uh, power rankings. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Raiders uh, up seven spots to 11. I want to make sure I mention that. That's that's huge. And uh, those Steelers, such a sad story. Those Steelers dropped seven spots, number 12. So sad. So sad. So that's NFL.com's power rankings. Let's check out ESPN and what they got. Um Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, they take over the top spot. They were ranked number two last week, and uh, they take that over. Um, Rams jump up to number two. Chiefs drop to number three. Uh, Niners are up to number four. Bills stay the same at number five. Seahawks um, drop to six. And uh, let's see, Cardinals all the way up. They went up a a bunch to seven Browns actually drop there to number eight. The Baltimore Ravens, huge climbers. They're number nine. And then the Las Vegas Raiders at uh, another huge climb. They're at, they're at 10. So that's your top 10 there. Packers at 11 Steelers at 12. Again, such a shad story. They have the Cowboys at 13. Gross. Get that out of here. Get that the hell out of here. All right, I didn't want to do it. I I I wanted to like go at that point and um, say, all right, well, there's your show. Um, I don't want to talk about the Seahawks, but I feel like um, you guys probably would have not liked that very much because I do have some Seahawk fans that listen to this podcast, of course, and it is you know kind of focused on that. So I I do have to address it. Um, I. I don't want I'm I don't want this to be just me ranting and pissed off, but the the Hawks lose thirty three to thirty in overtime, and it's just easily. I mean, it was one of the worst losses I've ever seen. It, uh, I mean, let's just get down to it. It was one of the worst losses I've ever seen for them, uh, at least in this Pete Carroll um, Russell Wilson era. It, it's just one of the worst losses that the, that that this uh this group this coach and, and quarterback have had um ugh, it was it's just and they should have won they had the lead they i mean they had they were they were they were up 24 to 9 at halftime and 30 to 16 early in the fourth quarter and they just pooped themselves basically just pooped themselves and I'll give I will give uh, Derrick Henry all the credit in the world. Dude had an unbelievable game. Uh, what do you run for? 182, 182 yards, 
He had two fourth quarter touchdowns. Uh, just, I mean, give the guy credit. He ran all over the defense. And I'm going to start a new hashtag, uh, fire, fire Norton, fire Ken Norton Jr. I, I can't, I mean, they're never going to do it, but I can't, I've, I've said it a million times, I can't stand, and I'm not a football expert, okay, don't get me wrong, I'm not. I don't understand X's and O's a whole bunch. But I do know that when I see a defensive scheme that doesn't freaking work. And that's what we see with this Norton freaking defense that just doesn't work. It's stupid. You got this base defense that just doesn't. It's stupid. I get the bend that don't but don't break thing. But you're you. <laughs> This defense, it only works if they're able to get pressure on the quarterback, and they could not, for the life of them, get any pressure on the quarterback. And therefore, Tannehill was able to just throw it like crazy. Just con completion after completion after completion because the secondary sucks, and they play this ridiculous freaking uh, coverage scheme that they basically just stand back and say, all right, we're going to play a little zone here, but we're going to be about three, four yards, five yards off the receiver. So he guarantees he'll get the catch, but then we'll tackle him. Don't you worry. We'll tackle him. It's stupid. It's stupid. And then when they do play man, you're, you're stuck with a guy like Trey Flowers, who is just awful, just awful. He had a terrible game. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I can't stand the defense. It drives me crazy. And even though last week they they did well, they did well because they were able to get pressure on the quarterback and they they messed his whole their whole plan up. You mess with the plan with the game plan of the other team when your defense can put pressure on the quarterback consistently. When you can't, which is what we just saw at in the home opener, when you can't put pressure on that quarterback consistently, which they didn't do at all, you you're just not going to do anything. You it, it it allows them to do everything they possibly could want to do, and their offensive line was all over our defensive line. They were able to run the ball, and then they would not allow any pressure whatsoever. He had all freaking day back there. It was pathetic. It was awful, awful. And see, I already got off topic. I already got off on a tangent. I didn't want to get off on. I, I went way way over there. And I want to come back over here, and I want to stick to my script. Here we go. We're going to do this the right way. They lost 33-30 in overtime, but there was one. Awesome. Actually, there were a couple. Awesome. It's awesome and bummer time, and there were, there were a couple awesomes. The first one I want to point out is how great it was to hear fans again. I don't know how many were able to actually listen to the episode I put out on Saturday. It was supposed to come out on Friday that uh, was really late because I, I wasn't feeling well. Um, that was actually something I was super looking forward to. I, I, to hear the fans and I don't know. I mean, I got used to hearing kind of silence and the pumped in crowd noise and, but it sounded so great. It was so great to, to actually hear real fans and see the atmosphere. Uh, you felt it through the TV speakers, which is what I wanted. So that was just, that was fantastic. I loved it. Um, the fans, you guys, never cease to amaze me you you guys that are able to go to those games just just rock it it's just we have the best fan base in the nfl sorry we just do 
and the loudest for sure. So, um, that was, that was great. That was great. And again, the best fan base in the NFL, that's a biased comment because I'm a Seahawks fan. So leave me alone. Um, the other awesome, I'm going to, I can't, I can't leave out Tyler Lockett. I can't say, Oh, this game was awful. Tyler. Once again, he had eight catches, 178 yards. He had a 63 yard touchdown, um, which was fantastic. He had another catch that was like Willie Mays again. And, and he just, he had, he had great. And even, and then let, let's not even, let's not take away from, okay, Tyler had great game, but there's another receiver, Freddie Swain out of nowhere. He had five catches for 95 yards. Um, he did great. And we needed him to. So uh, there weren't, there, there wasn't just the fans. Fans were awesome. Um, and then maybe an honorable mention, an honorable awesome. Awesome. Bobby. Bobby Wagner, still the best linebacker in the game. Sorry. He just is. A franchise record 20 total tackles, 16 of them all by himself solo. He did get a sack. There were some sacks. Um, he he had, I mean he he had a he had a phenomenal game. There's one guy there on the defense, phenomenal game, but there weren't eleven Bobby Wagner's out there. Just one, <laughs> just one. Uh, yeah. So with every awesome, there has to come bummer. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it again. Bummer. This whole entire game was a bummer. Yeah. So week two for the Seahawks. Bummer. Yeah. Pete Carroll. Bummer. Russell Wilson. Bummer. The defense. Bummer. The offense. Bummer. The rest of the coaching staff. Bummer. Just a big fat bummer. <laughs> Just. I don't even know who to pick. All of those could win this. Offense, defense, coaches, Pete Carroll in particular. Russell frickin' Wilson played three quarters of decent football. Decent. He he was nowhere near as good as he was in week one. Um, but then he he played a terrible fourth quarter and his his overtime that overtime series, I don't know what the hell that was. I I I thought he's supposed to be an elite quarterback. If you're an elite quarterback, you you don't you don't do what you what he did. He looked off the whole game. I don't know. I mean, he had a he had his uh uh that one his that um goddamn the life coach or whatever that guy. I feel bad for saying that. Um. Uh, his friend and coach Trevor Moat. Uh, he died. So I mean, he he could have had that on the brain. And I mean, it, obviously that, that will affect some stuff, but he, he just, he, every, there weren't a lot of, I mean, he had some great, some good passes in there that were, that were, that were good, but, uh, zero, zero middle of the field attempts. Um, and he just, he just didn't, he just seemed off weird throws. Um, I, awful awful um pete carroll will always get when this this type of thing pete carroll screwed it just freaking royally i mean it's just he had they didn't use any of their timeouts towards the end of the fourth quarter to give russell any more time what they give him 25 24 seconds something like that 
and two timeouts. So great, you saved your timeouts for for Russell to use with 25 seconds of total to go to do it in a tied game. When you could have used him earlier and given him more time, and maybe he wouldn't have felt so rushed. Um, but I mean, just ugh. garbage. That that series right there too is garbage. Just it's just garbage, garbage, garbage. <laughs> just terrible. And I and coaching wise, I Carol and he had his issues um, with the clock management, which is nothing new. That's what Pete does, but. I mentioned Ken Norton Jr. What the hell is his problem? I don't understand his game calling at all. And then our new OC, Shane Waldron, I don't understand. From week to week, it was night and day difference. Not even the same. I mean, I understand you're playing a different opponent, but you, you, where were the tight ends? Where were they? They were such a big part of the offense week one, and he has said that they're going to be a big part of the offense overall. Where were they? Nowhere to be found. I actually had to go look and see if they actually suited up any tight ends in the game because it sure looked like maybe they didn't. Also looked like they didn't suit up anybody else for running back except for Chris Carson. And he couldn't run worth a crap. And and it's just, I don't know, just the way he called the game, everything. There was we on downs where he should have been passing. The dude was running. And then the downs he should have been pa- uh, running. They were passing and... And it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was like being stuck in last year again in a shoddy offense. Just, I don't understand it. it drove me freaking crazy. So, um, and then, I mean, I hate to do it because the guy's so automatic. Hate to do it because the guy's automatic. But, hey, hey, Jason, Jason Myers, buddy, you cannot miss that that point after. You just can't. You just You just can't. Who was shocked, though? Speaking of, I mean, let's get him off the hook. Who I was shocked. Anybody else was shocked that Tennessee didn't go for the win at the end? I thought for sure. Why not? I thought for sure with how the Seahawks were unable to stop Henry. They were completely unable to stop him. Was anybody else shocked that the Tennessee Titans did not try to win with a two-point conversion after that touchdown. I thought for sure, thought for sure, they were going to do it. Was shocked when he sent out the kicking team. Just shocked. And, of course, you know, kick the field goal, tie game, uh, arrest is history. I was shocked. But we started mentioning how that missed point after might loom large towards the end, and sure enough, it loomed very, very large. And again, I hate to be down to be on, on him like that because the dude's been pretty automatic, right? He's been a fantastic kicker, which we've missed for quite some time. But man, you can't, you can't. And I know he's probably beating himself up. You, you can't miss that. You just can't do that. Just can't do that. And one, we I mentioned Trey Flowers, garbage. Um. And I think Pete Carroll's just as frustrated with that group back there in the secondary. They're just they're just, just not good. I'm hoping that we see Sidney Jones. I just want anything different than Trey because you looked at most of the big plays and you're like, God damn it, who was that? And sure enough, you look at who it was in the replay. It was Trey. I and and Trey. And I remember when when he when when they got him. I thought, you know, I, I the, after the first couple games, I thought, now nah, he's going to be good. 
I was wrong. He's not good. He's awful. Um, he's terrible at that position. He's not good, and I and I and I want him to go away. So, finally, one last bummer. I'm sorry. I just can't help it. There's just so many of them. One last one. Bummer. This this hurts because I love the dude and he's he's a monster. But DK, buddy, I'm sure because I know DK listens to the show every week, for sure. Just like all the Seahawks do, I know they all listen every week. They they're they're they love my opinion. Um, DK, buddy, uh, what are you doing? I mean, what, 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 I mean, what what are you doing? Are you? Or is this high school? I mean, is this is this peewee football? Are you just are you throwing temper tantrums? Like what what are you actually doing? That's what I want to know. Uh he, DK has we, we know what he is. He's got immense skill. He's huge. He can be one of the best receivers in the game. But if he doesn't get his uh other shit under control, he's just gonna become nothing but a problem. Nothing but a problem. Now, I'm fine with him talking some smack between, you know, uh, the secondary of the Titans or any team. Totally fine with that going back and forth. But at some point, you just let it go and play your game and do what you're supposed to do. And he just, he just, I don't know. He, he, uh, He only had six catches, 53 yards. But the dude had two penalties on one play, two on one single play. And you thought maybe at one point, if he didn't shut up, there was an ejection coming. Um, but he he just <sighs> that blue hair he's got needs to like maybe like be actual ice cool him down because I, I don't know. We noticed it. I noticed it last season, him just having some maturity issues, and you thought, okay, well, it's you know year two for him. Last year, it'll be all right, and here we are, year three, and I, I just, I he needs to figure it out, and I know that it probably bugs the crap out of Pete. Pete doesn't like that stuff. Um, so DK, dude, I know you're listening. So we love you, like we seriously love you, and and you and Tyler are the best duo in the game right now. Best wide receiver duo in the game right now. But please, please chillax, man. Please just just calm it down. We can't have that. We can't. We just can't have it. It's not going to work. So, um, starting to feel a little bit better. I'm getting all these thoughts out, you know. Start, starting to feel, starting to feel a little bit better. What I'm worried about here is that you're you're looking at a game they should have absolutely won, right? They were up, they were up at what? What did I? I need my I need my recap back because I can't. My brain hurts because this game made me so mad. So they were up twenty four to nine at halftime, and at that point I was completely calm and thought, all right, this one's done. 30 to 16 earlier in the fourth quarter, and you you literally think it's done. You know, it's the Seahawks, so they're going to go into their ridiculous prevent defense, and they're probably going to give up another score. And at that point, you're looking at 30 to 23, and you're like, whatever, they'll get the ball back, and they'll just run the clock out, which is over. And then you're reminded that that's not actually how a Pete Carroll run fucking, excuse my language, that's not, that's not how a 
that's not how a Pete Carroll run team works. They don't they don't just run out the clock. They can't just take a win. They they don't even know what the victory formation is. Never done it before. They have no idea what this. Um I I just I worry because we went from one week seeing a team that were like, "Okay, cool. This is the new offense. You know, the defense isn't great, but if they're able to pressure like that all the time, we'll be all right." Uh, you went from that in week one into week two, and you're like, well, this team looks just the same as they did at the last second half of last year. This is this we can't. This isn't good. You can't. You can't have an offense that sputters and scores six points in the second half. That's it. You can't. You can't have that. They they absolutely struggled ridiculously, and then you can't have a defense that. I mean, Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the game. Okay, that's fine. You're going to give up some yards to him, whatever. But you let Tannehill absolutely run over you. You let him run over you. 27 of 40, 347 yards. And he didn't need to throw a touchdown because he had Derrick Henry get three touchdowns. He didn't He didn't need, he didn't need to throw any. But it felt like, and, and it's crazy for it to be 27 of 40, I would have, the way that game felt, I would have thought that would have been closer to like 38 or 40, <laughs> like two incompletions total. I didn't feel like there was that much. That just It just didn't feel like there was that much. It felt like they just got absolutely just smacked around, and, and we can't have that. So so why does that worry me? Why does that freak me out? Well, they they have the, they have the Vikings this next week, which the, the Vikings just nearly beat the Cardinals, okay? And then they've got the 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 Niners, and the Niners are a, a good. The rest of the eight, the, the NFC West we know is are good teams, and they have the Rams. So, this could this could end up being a little bit of a slide if they're not careful. If they're not careful, this could be a slide, and that scares me because you can't looking at the schedule, you can't afford to to all of a sudden be one and three, one and four. Uh, that's that's a death sentence in the NFC West. Then you're looking at then if you want to get in, you got to one, you got to rebound, and then two, your your play your playoff hopes are sitting on wild card. And you much rather, obviously, would much rather have the division. So I I just like I said, might be one of the worst losses I've ever seen when it comes to this this uh, this group uh, when it comes to Russell and. And, and Pete and it just I mean there's numbers all over the place I haven't even mentioned the penalties yet if you want to talk about mistakes ever made nothing was helped by the fact that they had 10 penalties for 100 yards you can't you you combine 500 over 500 yards of total uh offense allowed by your defense and then throw on top of that 10 penalties for 100 yards they they shot themselves in the foot so many times. You thought they would have them stopped, and then there'd be a taunting call, or you thought they they, they it, there'd be a holding call, or just something stupid. And again, one of the false starting in your own stadium is probably the most annoying penalty ever. It's your own stadium. Why are you throwing out a hard count to f- screw with your guys anyway? There's what are you trying to do? You I don't think I've ever seen Russell draw the defense offsides ever. I'm sure he's done it. I don't feel like I've ever seen it. So why are you even doing it? Stop. 
You should never false start in your own stadium. That's just dumb. And they did it like twice. So five, 10 penalties for 100 yards and then allowing that much, 500-plus yards. Uh, I'm just looking at numbers. These are just some of the numbers in this game that just make you go, what the hell? Um, time of possession. You can't – there's just – I mean – you can't uh you can't have let's where's where is it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Team stats, where'd it go? There it goes. This is this is insane. All right. Your defense is gonna is not gonna make it. It's always gonna be tired if this is what's going on. You you can't you can't do this. Uh Titans forty two minutes and thirty three seconds. And the 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 Seahawks only twenty two minutes and forty two seconds. What? You can't. That's not going to work. Not going to work. 77 rushing yards versus their 212. Not going to work. Um, just the, There's just some of the numbers that just came out of this game are just insane. The 182 yards they get from, that they gave out to Derrick Henry, that's, the, uh, that's tied for the most the Seahawks have allowed in a game under Pete Carroll. Uh, Adrian Peterson had that many in 2012. Just, I mean, what? I, I don't know. I just. They were four for 12 on third down conversions. You can't do that. You have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson. You've got names on that offense. You can't be four for 12 on third down. You just can't. I see too many other quote unquote elite quarterbacks where that, that's not how it rolls. You can't do it and expect to win. I don't care who the team you're playing is. You can't do that and expect to win. So it was ugly. Um, I'm ready to just move past it because it was pure garbage. And and I think I think that's what we're going to do. We're just going to move past it and move on to something else because um, why not? So let's just let's just say it's over. And move on, but it's not over because our mailbag question is is <laughs> has something to do with it. Uh, I threw out the mailbag a little bit later than I wanted to. I got one. Um, this is Casey Rom from uh, who's been a uh, listener of ours for since the beginning. I think uh, she puts uh, her question is is Lumen Field cursed? Well, I mean, well, it it's weird because it's starting to feel like. Remember not too long ago when you you could pretty much pencil down the eight eight games at 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 home as wins because it was a scary place to play. Nobody liked coming there to play, and you just basically figured, you know, this is this is what's their eight wins right there. Boom. Now, so what are they going to do on the road? That's pretty much what it came down to. It feels like. Over the past several years, though, that, that home field advantage is gone. And I think I've talked about that before. That home field advantage is gone. Uh, here's the numbers. From 2012 to 2016, the Seahawks were 39-6 and six at home and 24-20-1 on the road. That's from 2012 to 2016. Two Super Bowl runs in there. Um, that, that's, that's pretty impressive. What do they sense then? Well, playoffs included. This is coming from at uh, at field goals. 
um, on Twitter. Thank you for doing the legwork for me. Playoffs included, the Seahawks are 21-13 and 13 at home since 2017. And you would think, all right, well, that's not bad. 21-13, and 13, I'll take that. Well, that's not even in the top 10 in win percentage at home. On the road, this is the difference now. It's like it's flip-flopped. On the road since 20, 2017, 23-13, which is good enough for the fourth best in the NFL. So they've completely flip-flopped. And while you're like, all right, cool, they're playing awesome on the road, I'll take that. Well, that's great, but we need them to play well at home. One, that's the paying crowd is there to watch them win, not lose. And we we want teams to be scared to come up there and play, and they're just not anymore. That they're it may be loud and and it may be hard to play, but they're not scared to come there and play. They were scared to come there and play. Is it cursed? I don't think it's cursed, but it definitely is not the same as it was before. It has definitely changed and not in a good way. We need they need to figure out how to gain that back. I, I don't know how you do it, but they need to figure out how to do it. So um thank you, Casey, for your question. I will throw the mailbag up again on Monday next week so you get a little bit more time. Would love your questions, discussions, anything you want, just throw it out there for me and uh I'll try and get it on the show. Be part of the show, you know? Just uh I love my listeners. So uh, speaking of listeners, the best one I got, Dennis from Ohio and his question of the week. Uh, as always, he's been gr- uh, gracious enough to, to give me something to talk about here. And uh, without further ado, let's find out what it is. I'm going to turn this down because I'm sure we got a woo coming here and his, being his Niners one. Uh, it's probably going to be a little bit loud. So here we go. Woo! What's up, everybody? Loud. Dennis from Ohio here with my weekly question for you, Brian McLaughlin. Uh, looking forward to another exciting week three of the NFL. Uh, but this was a big one over the last week. There was, I believe, four or five more taunting penalties. Some of them are super silly. I know you guys had a couple that were just dumb. Um, I'm just curious as to your thoughts on I know the NFL is trying to crack down on the taunting, this and that. But I think they said today there's been as many taunting penalties called this year than all of last year combined which seems a little ridiculous. I know they're trying to get it under control, but you have these guys, highest emotion, very aggressive game, making a great play, want to celebrate, and just because they happen to be looking the wrong direction, they're getting called for these taunting penalties. I get the ones where you stand over a guy, look down at him, talk shit, whatever. I get those, but, I mean, even back in the day, those were not penalties. But now where it seems like we're in the kinder, gentler, let's clean it up NFL I'm not really a fan of them. It doesn't affect the game. Yes, it may start fights, but the fact that you make a great play, turn around, wave your hands, you might be looking in his direction. I believe DJ Brown was the one, or DJ Reed uh, was caught. You guys this week on a great play. It was a BS taunting call. Um, just curious as to your thoughts. Uh, look forward to your answer um, this week. Hopefully we have another great week three of the NFL. And again, Dennis from Ohio, and go 49ers. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it, buddy. As always, uh, you're the man. Um, congratulations on your Niners being 2-0. I hate you. Uh, yeah, so it's a great question and, and definitely fits perfectly into what we just saw. I didn't bring it up because I knew he gave me a preview of what it was going to be about. Uh, but there was taunting calls in the Seahawks game, and there were – 
plenty around the league, and he's right. There's been more called already than than all of last year, which is yeah. So here here's my thought on this, and it's two parts because uh, on the one hand, it drives me nuts because I think it's stupid as hell. Uh, you 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 want it's it's like these are these are grown ass men, grown ass adults, and you taunting somebody because you just made a good play isn't going to affect them like a college athlete who's still a kid or a, a a high school athlete who's definitely still a kid and it might mess with their psyche you're talking about professionals these are pros okay so i don't understand the emphasis i don't get it i don't understand you you as a league, you you brought in, you said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna loosen up on the on the touchdown celebrations. So now, touchdown celebrations the last couple of years have been this gigantic thing about you know about these teams getting creating these dances and having a good time and doing all that stuff. And you're totally okay with that taunting. You're not okay with all of a sudden. You're you're saying no. We're gonna make a big emphasis on this, and and you you are not gonna taunt. Why? I don't I don't are you afraid that you're going to that you're going to have some feelings hurt? Is that is that is that what you're afraid of that 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 a receiver is going to make a great play and 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 spin the ball and and that's going to hurt that cornerback's feelings like oh man I gave up that play or the other way around where the corner makes a great play and and the and he's going to talk some trash to the to the receiver as they walk away and you think that's all of a sudden going to mess him up grown ass adults they can handle it they can handle it okay so i hate the rule i i i hate the 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 calls i don't care even if you even if none were called on the seahawks everyone i've seen in a game is stupid they're ridiculous but here's the second part ready for this one flip it around i can hate it but at the same time, if you are a player, right, and you know that they are making an emphasis on this rule, which you do because if you're, it's not a secret, they came out and said, we are going to put a point of emphasis on taunting. So you know that they're going to be looking for it. And you know that the refs are going to be out there looking for it. You can't do it. Okay. If you know, you can't do it. And if that were the case where you weren't doing it, then there wouldn't be any calls and it wouldn't matter and I wouldn't be sitting here complaining that it's a stupid rule because you didn't do it because you knew that they were going to call it on you. They're just bonehead plays. Like, are they wrong? Should you be able to do what you did? Absolutely they're wrong. But you know they're going to call it and you just cost your team 15 yards and a possible result is you getting kicked out of the game so you know that it's an emphasis so stop it don't do it so it's 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 a little bit of both sides there for it for me anyway great question appreciate it dennis uh as always if you're an Apple podcast listener and that's how you get your podcasts, don't forget we're also available on Spotify, Stitcher, 
uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can play us on your Echo devices, your Google Home devices. Uh, where else are we? Tune in. We're on the Tune In app. We're on. Yeah, I said Spotify. Uh, you can find this podcast just about anywhere. But if you're an Apple Podcast listener and you would like to help me gr- continue to grow, uh, leave me a review. Jump in there. Next time you grab the show, head over to the show page. Pick how many stars you want to give and just write a little blurb. Brian sucks. He knows nothing about football. This guy yells at clouds all day long. Or just tell me you love me. It's fine. Either way, I'll take it. Any review is still a review, good or bad. I'll take them. Uh, And then, as always, as I share the episodes on social media, Twitter, Facebook, the two places, Instagram, if I happen to put it on there, and you want to share it, I'd love you forever. Just share it with your friends. Tell them, hey, I got something you should listen to. Here you go. Listen. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to follow me on social media. At Common Ground FBP is the main page. At Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan, which is at W-E-N-S-E-A Sports Fan. Uh, if you're looking for some social media follows and uh, and you like to hear me yell at clouds or read me yelling at clouds uh, all week long, not just when the podcast is going on. So um, check us out there. Uh, real quick before I get out of here, uh, it's been a great show, by the way. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you so much to to for everyone listening. I guess I didn't have any guests or anything else, but thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, Friday, we're going to go over week three. Um, and and see what the rest of the NFC West has in front of them, what the Seahawks need to do to bounce back. Uh, if there's anything that happens between now and then, we'll I'll listen to Pete's press conferences throughout the rest of the week and and see what he has to say about the health of the team. We're worried about DK and his knee. Um, worried about the offensive line, you know, all those types of things. We'll find that out. We'll talk about that Friday morning, which of course that means all you'll get it Friday afternoon. And, uh, and then we'll do our picks. I wanted to real quick before I left, before I, I hit the button and, 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 and ended this episode, uh, just looking at the pick skin, pick them on ESPN.com fantasy. Dennis from Ohio is in the league, in the league. He is in the league. He's in the lead. <laughs> he's in the lead. Uh, he's in first place. Uh, he had another good week in week two and he is up um by one single game uh over hashtag scott i love this over hashtag scott from lake stevens everybody but one used the hashtag like dennis from ohio that's fantastic <laughs> i love you all so much <laughs> but hashtag scott from lake stevens has uh has uh just he's down by one game i'm i'm in third place and because i suck so um it's not too late. You may think, oh, we're going into week three. It's too late. It's too late. No, wait. No, no, no. It'd be after week three. I would say it's too late. If you want to get in on this, get in on this. Go to ESPN.com. Create a free account. Go to their fantasy page. Go to Pigskin, Pigskin Pick'em. Search 2021 Common Ground Football Podcast as a group. Join the group. Make your picks. And uh, at the end of the season, the top pick is going to get a prize. I don't know. It's not, and As long as it's not me. Um, or Dennis. I'm sorry, Dennis. I don't think you get to win because you and I have our bet. So somebody's going to win, and you get something cool. I haven't decided yet, but it'll be cool. We did a Starbucks gift card one year um, for fantasy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I'll find something cool, and, and you'll get it. So it's not too late. Get in there. We'll talk about our week three picks on Friday. 
And uh, that's all I got for you for our week two recap. I feel better. I thank you for allowing me to vent and and get it all out there. I, I, I hold it in from Sunday and I need an avenue for it to go. And this is that avenue. So thank you for indulging me. And until next time, go Hawks.